Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes. I am your host, Mike Katrin, and as always, we are hosted by HashtagBasketball.com. Uh, go over to HashtagBasketball.com and check out their fantasy tools. They have great uh, Twitter aggregates for your team, for uh, the, the head writers, the beat writers, the players uh, surrounding most of the teams. You can organize it however you want, so you're getting the news about your fantasy players. It's also got a great schedule, per week schedule, so all the people who are in head-to-head leagues, I would highly suggest using the schedule that they have on HashtagBasketball.com to um, plan your week out. Um, it really helps, I think, uh, in head-to-head leagues, and you got to know how many games people are playing, and it, it really helps for the guys you, you think you might need to stream to see how many games they're going to play that week. So go check out HashtagBasketball.com. They also have a lot of really great NBA writing and three other podcasts that you can listen to along with this one. There's one other fantasy basketball podcast and uh, two regular NBA podcasts where the writers get together and talk about the NBA at large. So yeah, once again, go check out HashtagBasketball.com. Let's uh, get right into the games tonight. Let's go to the box scores. Uh, Only six games tonight, so kind of a short schedule. And uh, a lot of these teams we did talk about uh, just recently. If you have not listened to the previous podcast, go check it out. I went through and 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 every, all thirty teams, and it's it's kind of a long one, but um, yeah, I went through every every team and kind of looked at what the storylines I'm interested in on each one of those teams. I didn't really talk about their best players because I'm just not interested in uh, players who are playing well continuing to play well. Um, I don't worry about you know, week long slumps by high, high end players. And, um, I don't gush over Anthony Davis dropping 41, which I think you'll see here in a little bit. Uh, I really focused on just each team and, uh, kind of where you can make a fantasy edge in, uh, in the, in the, in the margins. And, uh, that's really where the, the harder decisions are and the most important decisions are because good players will be good, bad players will be bad, but those guys who are in between, those are the guys who win you leagues. So go check that out. It's the previous podcast. Uh, it should be on your app, the same app you were listening to this on. So, uh, go download that, check it out. Let me know what you think. Um, send me feedback. You can find me on Twitter at watchtheboxes.com. So yeah, let's get to the box scores tonight. Uh, first game is Detroit Pistons versus Charlotte Hornets. This game, um, the Pistons actually ended up winning this game, even though uh, Andre Drummond got a, I, I believe, a flagrant two in and kicked out of the game. In 13 minutes, he was one for six, uh, which is pretty – six shots in 13 minutes for him is pretty good. Um, not The one for six is not. And um, he had six rebounds and an assist with three points. All in 13 minutes, so that kind of sucked. Uh, this did allow John Luer to play a lot more minutes off the bench, and it did seem that the the Pistons went small, and this small lineup actually um, played pretty well against the Charlotte Hornets. The uh, Hornets ended up just slumping in the second half, not only scoring uh, 35 points in the whole second half, so pretty bad second half from the Hornets. Looking at the scores on the Pistons, uh, Tobias Harris... 24 points, three three-pointers, seven rebounds, two assists, two blocks, and a steal. That is a great line from uh, Tobias Harris. I know lately uh, Tobias has been kind of um, okay. I think Detroit hasn't been playing, um, you know, incredibly well over the last uh, week or so. 
But if I go and check out what Tobias Harris is doing on the year, um, his, his averages are great. He's across the board, nine cap player. He doesn't do anything super spectacular. I, I would say 17 points is, is above solid, but he's not going to blow you away anywhere else. But if you're in a nine cat, if you're in nine cat roto leagues, uh, he's one of my favorite players because he's kind of, uh, I like players that are, um, not big names, but kind of do a little bit of everything. And on the aggregate, when you start them night in and night out, they, uh, they really add up. And Tobias Harris is one of those guys. He averages almost a steal and uh, a little bit over half a block a game, along with a three-pointer, five rebounds, one-and-a-half assists. His percentages are uh, very good. For a, a, a guy who plays his position, his turnovers are very good, and he gets 17 points. So, like, there's nothing exciting about any of those numbers. And in some cases, when I see a guy with one and a half assists, I'd say, you know, get get this guy out of here. But when he does a little bit of everything, that adds up. Even in head-to-head leagues, even in punting leagues, um, the rest of those stats add up over time. And uh, I like him a lot. He had another good game tonight. I would continue to hold on him. Or if you if you know someone in your league who has Tobias Harris and they don't really like him, pick him up. I think he's worth more than people value him for. Another guy on the Detroit Pistons is Marcus Morris. He had an okay game tonight. He had uh, he was eight for eighteen, eighteen points, four rebounds, one steal, and two three pointers. I actually recently put uh, him in uh, below the drop zone. I think you can drop him in standard leagues. In bigger leagues, he's still valuable, but um, you know, regular ten-team standard leagues, roto and head-to-head, um, I wouldn't want him on on my team. I would stream him in uh, head-to-head leagues if he's sitting on the waivers. But um, to me, he's he's dropped below the uh, my my personal drop zone. He doesn't do enough across the board for me. He he is a drop zone type player, so I assume with a you know a couple two weeks or so of good play, Marcus Morris will be right back into standard league value. But he's on that cusp, and personally, I think there's more interesting guys on the waiver than Marcus Morris, um, and that's why I would drop him in, in standard leagues without hesitation. Another guy I've been kind of down on, he had a, a, a great night, uh, Colwell Pope. He was sixteen for or 6 for 14 with 18 points as well. Seven rebounds, seven assists, one steal, and one block. Uh, let's go check out Caldwell Pope's um, stats. So over the last week, he's been playing very well. He's um, shooting the ball a lot better. He's and even just like for this um, for the season right now, he's shooting forty percent. Over the last week, Caldwell Pope has shot forty three percent. So even that that three percent bump really it truly does help. It's um it's actually kind of surprising what just a small three percent bump will do. It gives you a few extra points, gives you a few extra threes, and I like what he's been doing so far. I think you know to start the season he was um I don't know he kind of was up and down. I think he he was struggling a little bit. Every once in a while he had have a really bad like a pretty dud game, but in between there he's had some. You know, very nice stat lines, 21, three three-pointers, four threes. Um, the other night he had 16 and 10 assists. Tonight his uh, 18, 7, and 7 is, is is pretty incredible. So 
to me, he's a hold. I like him. If he's on your waivers for some reason, go pick him up. Ish Smith is uh, living on borrowed time right now, but borrowed time is better than no time. And uh, Reggie Jackson is set to come back, I believe, sometime next week. So you're only going to get about two or three more games out of Ish Smith, but I, if you have him on your team, there's no reason to drop him early unless you know somebody comes up who has a little bit more longevity who is kind of a breakout guy. But Ish Smith's going to start. He's going to get playing time. He's going to be a good assist um, guy off off of uh, that low. You probably got you probably got Ish Smith off the waivers, so he's a good assist guy tonight. He did only had three assists, but he was six for ten, thirteen points with a steal and, and two rebounds on top of that. Solid line, not a great line. I would still hold on to him until uh, Reggie Jackson comes back, and I'm pretty sure you can drop. Uh, Ish Smith once Reggie Jackson comes back, uh, guaranteed. John Luer got more uh, some of Andre Drummond's minutes, and uh, so John Luer's got a good fantasy game when he plays starters minutes. The problem is he has not been playing starters minutes this year. He's only been playing uh, about 27 minutes per game. He's still been able to hover around uh, someone that you can stream or, or someone that you might be able to have in, in bigger in bigger leagues. He's ownable. And, you know, that's because he does get good rebounds for his position, shoots uh, the occasional three, and, and doesn't really hurt you anywhere. But, like I said, Tobias Harris is a guy I like because he doesn't he doesn't get he doesn't hurt you anywhere. John Luer, I only like him because he doesn't hurt you anywhere, but he doesn't do enough elsewhere for me to be excited about him. Uh, Tobias Harris does enough everywhere. Uh, he helps you. John Luer just doesn't hurt you. And to me, that's just not good enough. I um, In standard 10-team leagues, I can see him being a bottom-of-the-bench guy. I can still see him being on a team. And uh, tonight he played more minutes simply because Drummond was out. But he had a good line, 12 points, 7 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal, and 1 three-pointer. Solid line, but I'm not getting my hopes up. Uh, his playing time was only up because Drummond was out. Let's go to the Hornets. Looking at this team, uh, a, a 3 named player Michael Kidd Gilchrist unlike Caldwell Pope Michael Kidd Gilchrist hasn't really come back from a, a slow start at all I um I think it's safe to drop him in uh in every league let me check to make sure I uh, that's true yeah I, I think you can drop him he has not been shooting well at all um he's sh- well that's not true I guess he's shooting 46 percent which is pretty good for him he just doesn't take a, a bulk of the shots uh, but he hasn't really doing enough the, the counting stats for me to get excited about him. Tonight he had 10 points, 4 th- rebounds, 1 steal, and 1 block. I mean, that's fine. It's just not great. The The steal block average is something that I do look at. That's something, if you can average a steal and a block a game, to me, you are now in the in the conversation of being standard league relevant. The fact that he doesn't get any threes, so his shooting behind the arc is terrible. Um, he doesn't get you any threes, and that really hurts, especially a guy who is considered, you know, kind of like a, a guard forward. I think he's just a, a forward in most leagues. But from your three, getting no getting no three pointers at all from Michael Kagilchrist hurts, and that's why Caldwell Pope's way more uh, valuable because Caldwell Pope gets over two threes a game. So. To me, Michael Kidd-Gilchrist, unless he can, um, I don't know, unless he can play a little bit better, he's getting starters minutes. His percentages, uh, free throw-wise, are bad, so that really hurts you. 
Um, he doesn't turn the ball over, which is nice, but to me, I, I think he's in the drop zone, and I would drop him in standard leagues because I think there's just more interesting guys out there. But you know, if you're if you're desperate for kind of a, a across the board guy, um, he could be in the bench person in a standard league, or he's definitely a, a streamer in, in head to head leagues. Looking at the rest of the Hornets lineup tonight, Frank Kaminsky got the start tonight. He was one for eleven. It does seem like whenever Frank Kaminsky starts, he has a he he, he craps the bed. And tonight he definitely did. Only three assists and three rebounds. That's really poor. He, I mean, he's been he's a better player than that, and it is, um, I guess, something to pay attention to the fact that he started tonight. Um, I guess he started the last couple games, and he has played better than he uh, in, in the two previous games than he did tonight. But really, not nothing outside of large leagues. Am I interested in Frank Kaminsky right now? But since he is starting, it's something to watch. Um, Cody Zeller started uh, next to him. He had eight points and ten rebounds, a block, and a steal. Cody Zeller is a little bit more fantasy-friendly than uh, Frank Kaminsky is right now, even though Frank gets threes. Um, Cody Zeller's rebounds are a little bit better. His blocks are a little bit better. His shooting percentage is a little bit better. And... So him and Frank are kind of, I'd say, similar guys. I'm not interested in either one of them in standard leagues. Looking at the bench, uh, Roy Hibbert alert. He played 13 minutes, uh, no blocks. He's he's not relevant anymore, and I don't expect him to be um, too relevant, I guess, moving forward because there's I, I just don't see why he would be. Um, Jeremy Lamb, he has been starting for Marvin Williams. And, or he started for Marvin Williams a couple games ago, and he got a, a decent amount of minutes in the, in the last two games. Tonight, he he played pretty terribly. Um, Jeremy Land coming off the bench only 13 minutes, four points, one assist, one rebound, one for five. And that really hurts. He's coming off of 18 and 21-point uh, games where he, um, he, he was looking pretty hot. I said, you know, this could be a guy you take a flyer on. While Marvin Williams is out, um, Marvin Williams is still out, and they've decided to uh, go big for some reason with Frank Kaminsky and Zeller. And um, I don't know if they didn't play Lamb that much because um, he just he just didn't match up very well against the Pistons, or he was shooting poorly. You would think uh, in that second half when they needed points, they would put somebody in like Jeremy Lamb who can score points. Now, the Pistons are a little bit bigger, uh, a little bit more lengthier than most teams, so maybe Jeremy Lamb wasn't matching up against them very well. I don't really know. Uh, Jeremy Lamb, I I, I said take a flyer on him. I'm still willing to stand by that, but now I'm um, I'm definitely second-guessing whether or not that, how long that flyer is going to last. If you took a flyer on him, I would hold out one more game just to see if they start him and play him a lot of minutes. If not, just throw him to the curb. No, no harm in taking a flyer. That's the whole point of having uh, open spots at the bottom of your bench. You're supposed to take flyers on guys like Jeremy Lamb when he has uh, two games where he averaged. Let's um, let's go take a look. 18 and 17 in one game, and then 21 and nine in the next game. There, th- th- that's a guy to take a flyer on. He was playing well. He was shooting way better than he normally does, but. The guy's known to be able to score. He's just a, a bit streaky. 12 minutes or 13 minutes tonight really hurts. So see 
what happens in the next game if he doesn't play very many minutes i'm i'm feel free to unfly on uh on jeremy lamb let's go on to the next game lakers versus the pelicans the pelicans kind of put it on the lakers tonight anthony davis 41 points 16 rebounds three assists four steals two blocks and a three-pointer no big deal just anthony davis doing anthony davis things uh, for some reason, Solomon Hill is still uh, starting. I know he Solomon Hill's been playing better, and I, I talked about him in the previous podcast, but I'm not a fan of his, and I didn't think he, he would be that good. And uh, to me, it was just kind of something to watch. The fact that he's getting, um, getting minutes and starting was interesting to me, just to see how he would fare. And tonight he had three points, seven rebounds, one assist, and one steal. That is not good enough for me to own, and I just I don't think it's good. his the way he's played and in, in, in his starts. I don't think Solomon Hill's worth owning in standard leagues. I guess bigger leagues you would you could pay attention to him, maybe to um, stream him because he is playing 28 minutes a game. So you know, seven rebounds is seven rebounds. But I don't like to play in leagues where Solomon Hill is someone who I, I'm interested in. Uh, I don't like scouring the waiver wire for crappy players who go 0 for 4 and they have value. So that's my tirade against bigger leagues, but to each their own. Some people play with you know, every single player in the NBA, and if you're super into that, right on. Play however you enjoy. Tim Frazier got the start again tonight uh, with Drew Holiday also getting the start. They're playing well together. I'm still hold. I'm still a hold on Tim Frazier. He didn't shoot terribly well tonight. He only had six points with five assists and uh, one rebound. I'm still a hold on Tim Frazier until uh, Tyreek Evans comes back. Drew Holiday is looking good. He's playing, uh, I think, pretty well. 22 points, five assists, two rebounds, four three-pointers, and a steal. Uh, I like that a lot. Omer Ashik. He had a, a pretty decent game tonight, 10 points, um, 11 rebounds, one assist, one steal, and one block in, uh, in 26 minutes. That's, um, that's, that's a nice little line for Omer Ashik. I just, uh, he's, that's not his normal uh, production. And also, that's really not his normal minutes. He played 26 minutes tonight on the season. He is averaging 18, even though he is starting uh, most of the games this year. So just something to pay attention to. If he is playing uh, standard uh, starters minutes, then his rebounds are going to be in the double digit, and that might be something you want to stream if you're desperate for rebounds. He doesn't do enough across the board to be owned in standard leagues or to be interested in his ceiling. I think his ceiling is pretty low, but if you're if you need rebounds, he's a great stream option. And uh, even in limited minutes, he's he's not a bad stream option uh, in bigger leagues. If he if he's playing a lot of minutes, though, definite rebound stream option for Omir Ashik. Let's see over on the oh no let's let's not leave the Pelicans just yet. Uh, one of my more interesting uh, guys that I, I like is uh, Terrence Jones. He played 26 minutes tonight. He was only 2 for 7, but he had 8 rebounds. It didn't do much else. Another one of those nights where when Anthony Davis plays, Terrence Jones doesn't get a lot of tick, and he doesn't uh, produce very well. It, it just doesn't seem like Terrence Jones and Anthony Davis play well together. And um, if Anthony Davis is scheduled to sit, I would pick up Terrence Jones and start him in any standard league. But other than streaming him in head-to-head leagues, I, I don't think Terrence Jones is worth owning right now with his inconsistency in minutes. 
Let's look at the Lakers. Uh, one of the guys on the Lakers I've been kind of following, and uh, the Lakers, like I said, this became ugly pretty quickly. So it's kind of a blowout. None of the starters played a ton of minutes. But uh, one of the Lakers I, I do like paying attention to is Julius Randle, just because he's young and he, he puts off um, kind of weird numbers every once in a while. Uh, gets pretty good assists for a guy his size. And tonight... Looking at his line, he had 12 points, 10 rebounds, and 3 assists, and nothing else in 22 minutes. So, eh, an okay line for Julius Randle. I think um, he's still in that uh, that bottom tier of, of standard leagues, but he's still standard league ownable. D'Angelo Russell still hurt, and uh, while he's, he, he's going to be back in, I think, in a two, two to three weeks, I believe, and uh, Jose Calderon has been playing in his absence tonight. Calderon played 16 minutes and got six assists in those 16 minutes. Uh, Jose Calderon he hasn't um, is not very good, and you should already know that. But uh, in D'Angelo Russell's absence, absence, absinthe is a, is a delicious drink. But um, D'Angelo Russell is absent, and uh, in that absence. Um, I think I said it again. Jose Calderon has been getting um, about five and a half steals or five and a half assists a game. And that's, to me, interesting in a streaming sense if you need assists for uh, streaming. But everything else pretty much sucks from him. He, a half a three-pointer, and this is in the last uh, four games, so in the last week, half a three-pointer, less than two rebounds a game, half a steal, and shooting about 47%, six points. So, you know, not terribly not terribly great, if you ask me. I don't think Jose Calderon's worth starting, even though he has been. Uh, looking at his games, he's really only had one decent game, and that was against OK City when he had 12 points, six rebounds, four three-pointers, and four assists, two steals. That's a great game, but every other game he's been, you know, six assists, but, you know, not... A little bit here, a little bit there. Uh, if you're in a bigger league, I guess he is worth um, spot starting or, or, or picking up if you're in 12-14 team-sized leagues. Uh, I still think that's borderline. I think you might still be in the drop zone for 12-team um, leagues. But in 10-team leagues, I, I, other than streaming, if you're if desperate for assists, I, uh, I'm not interested in him. Let's see, Jordan Clarkston, uh, who is my favorite um, guard on this team, he only played, uh, he actually played 29 minutes, but only shot 4 for 14, 1 for 7 from 3. It's a bad shooting night, 9 points, 3 rebounds, and 2 assists. Clarkston, I still think, is safe moving forward. Uh, He's still at the bottom of standard leagues, but uh, to me, he's still my favorite um, guard on this team out of, you know, Calderon, Nick Young, and um, what, uh, Lou Williams. Lou Williams had the better night, I guess, tonight, but um, Lou Williams hasn't been getting a ton of playing time, even in the last week with all the injuries. He uh, Lou, Lou Williams scores, right? So he, he's averaging 16 points in the last week, but so is uh, Jordan Clarkson's averaging a little under 16 points. I like uh, Clarkson's game a little bit better. I like Clarkson's steals, and that's why I like Clarkson best on out of the guards on this team. Brandon Ingram, who is someone I've been, uh, I think you should watch simply because of his potential and how young he is. A decent line tonight. 
He's uh, four for ten with nine points, but he had five assists, three rebounds, two steals, and a block and a three pointer. So that kind of filled it up across the board. The three pointer is pretty rare. Um, so that that's good to see from Brandon Ingram. I um, I still think he's pretty unownable in standard leagues. Even in bigger leagues, it's a question. It's more you're you're hoping for his potential to move up, and his uh, he's playing 32 minutes a game right now over the last week. And he's shooting thirty two percent, so you can't really you can't really bank on a guy who's going to shoot that piss poor. If he could uh, move that percentage up into something respectable, like forty two percent, even just something uh, heck above forty, then he becomes an interesting type of guy because he does get some blocks and some steals and shoots uh, gets the occasional three. And uh, gets decent rebounds. He, he becomes interesting then, and maybe um, someone you might take a flyer on just because of the potential. But I don't think he's going to be standard league relevant, and, I, and even in bigger leagues, I don't think he's relevant right now uh, until he can get that shooting percentage up. Let's move on to the next game: the Cavs versus the Bucks. The Bucks end up winning this game on the back of the Greek Freak. Uh, Giannis had 34 points, 12 rebounds, five assists, five freaking steals two blocks and one three-pointer uh giannis is uh some sort of deity that has come down from the heavens to show us how a seven-footer would run the point um gosh he's he's so good and he, he he's really a blast to watch um he got a little help uh tonight from jabari and even michael beasley who, who had 17 points tonight don't get your hopes up with michael beasley here's um the two the two things to be watching, so I, I did mention this in the last podcast, but the things to be watching on this team is the uh, Greg Monroe situation. Guess who got 26 minutes tonight, everyone? Greg freaking Mon- Monroe. Greg Monroe played 26 minutes, everyone. Guess what he did in that 26 minutes? Who would have guessed? 14 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals, and a block. 6 for 8 from the field in a win. Huh. Does that mean Greg Monroe's going to start playing meaningful minutes again? Well, I, I I don't really know, but I take this as a good sign. They beat the Cavs, and they they beat them when Greg Monroe played heavier minutes. So I'm in a couple uh, standard leagues, and like I said, I like to play in shallower leagues. But I'm in a couple standard leagues where people have dropped Greg Monroe. Uh, I would go pick up Greg Monroe. I, I I would just take a flyer on him because his ceiling is high enough to, where he is a standard league player. He's a mid-round player when he's playing starters minutes. If he's going to play close to starters minutes, he's standard league relevant. So take a flyer on Greg Monroe if he if he's available in your league. He might fall back into 16 minutes or 8 minutes or who knows in the next game. Jason Kidd's kind of a dick, so who knows if him and Greg Monroe will ever get along enough for them to actually play Greg Monroe. But... Um, I'm gonna go pick him up in, in any league that I uh, that I have a bench, and you should always have a bench spot open. But I'm gonna pick up Greg Monroe just because his ceiling is so high. The John Henson experiment he started, but um, John Henson played 21 minutes only tonight. He had seven points, nine rebounds, two assists, and two blocks, which is fine for John Henson. I think that's uh, around what John Henson normally scores. But the, other, the the previous game, he dropped like 20 points and, he had, and seven rebounds. He had a monster 
monster game in the in the previous game, and I think a lot of people got might have got their hopes up on John Henson. And I said, do don't get your hopes up, everybody. John Henson is not that good. This was a, a fluke game, and it is a fluke game. He'd still put up enough uh, rebounds and blocks to be somewhat relevant in 21 minutes, and that's and that's should be what he is doing night in and night out, even in mediocre minutes he should be getting nine rebounds and two blocks because that's how good he can usually be um i said don't expect 28 minutes and don't expect 20 points out of john henson and i don't see that moving forward especially if they're going to play greg monroe a little bit more but uh, we'll see we'll see how this goes uh, keep an eye on this situation it will continue to be a pain in the ass for everybody who owns either one of those players or wants to own either one of those players but good signs coming out of the Greg Monroe camp, I guess. Um, we'll see. Over on the Cavs, the Cavs doing what the Cavs normally do. I um, J.R. Smith is not on a hot streak. That's really the only thing to watch is um, whether J.R. Smith, if you're in a standard league, the, the main guys on this in this squad are um, owned. They should be already owned in every league. So the only guys to watch are like Tristan Thompson for rebounds. Uh, Tristan Thompson actually had a nice across-the-board um line he had eight points five rebounds only but two assists two steals and three blocks that's nice i think tristan thompson is playing uh actually a tad bit better than than normal i thought he was kind of irrelevant in the last few seasons when it came to um to fantasy but the one and a half blocks is really nice and um you would expect a little bit um better rebounds on the season from him he's uh he's right around 10 and um, you would hope you could get a little bit higher than that because everything else, he doesn't do anything else well. Um, but the the fact that he's bumped up his blocks almost by a full block from last year I think means a lot. And uh, his shooting percentage is 62% on the year. So if you're interested in field goal percentage, that's uh, something really nice. And his turnovers are less than a half a turnover a game. So also if you're in a turnover battle for streaming, you need some rebounds. To me, Tristan Thompson's still a stream-only guy in head-to-head standard leagues, uh, ownable in bigger leagues, and in roto leagues, I, I don't think he's ownable simply because of how bad his free throws are and the fact that he doesn't really contribute anywhere else other than rebounds and blocks. Um, but, you know, depending on your punt strategies and depending on what you're doing in your roto league, uh, a spot start every once in a while from Tristan Thompson might not be the worst thing in standard leagues, but yeah, Um Tristan Thompson, you know, I don't ever want to get excited about that guy. Uh, he is a, he's very mediocre and getting overpaid. J.R. Smith is not on a streak right now, and Channing Fry is still out due to the uh, death of his parents, which is an incredibly sad situation. Let's move on to the next game, the Clippers versus the Nets, which went into double overtime where the Brooklyn Nets, the, the Brooklyn Nets, beat the team with the best record in the league, the LA Clippers tonight. Um, pretty amazing here. Let's go, let's go take a look at what happened here. Brooke Lopez had a very good night. These numbers are all going to be skewed up because most of the starters played over 40 minutes tonight on, uh, really on, um, both teams. Except I think they, uh, the bench got a little bit more love in the, uh, from the Clippers. So, Trevor Booker, um, 15 points, 11 rebounds, 5 assists, 4 steals. He should be owned in all leagues. Same with Brooke Lopez, 27 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals, and a block, 4 three-pointers. That three-pointers 
uh, uh, making from Brooke Lopez has been a real uh, boost to his fantasy game. And I like him moving forward. I know he's injurable uh, at any time. His his knee could shatter. But uh, the two and a half threes is very nice. You do wish his blocks would get up a little bit more in his rebounds on the year. Um, I think they're a little high on, on this game above his averages. But Brooke Lopez is still um, a pretty solid uh, center and should be owned in all leagues. Uh, Sean Kilpatrick has been the guy to watch on this team. He's uh, bumped into the starting role. And tonight he had 38 freaking points. Now he shot the ball 34 times tonight. That is Russell Westbrook-esque shooting. He shot the ball, I think, let's go check out, yep, no, LeBron didn't shoot that many tonight. Uh, Anthony Davis didn't shoot 34 shots tonight. LeBron definitely didn't shoot 34 points tonight. Um, Anybody else? Anybody else worried about Chris Paul? Didn't shoot 34 points, uh, 34 shots tonight. And the other two games, yeah, uh, James Harden might shoot 34 points tonight, so or 34 shots tonight. Um, that's incredible. So, but you know, if you don't worry about field goal percentage, 38 points, 14 rebounds from a guard, two assists. He was four for 12 from three point land. So to me, this is a I, I, Sean Kilpatrick's a must pick up in all standard leagues. I the guy can score. He's getting really kind of incredible rebounds for a guard and gets enough assists and uh enough things here and there and three pointers where you know why not why not pick him up i think he should be owned in uh in all standard leagues so yeah go pick go pick up sean kilpatrick looking at the rest of let's see the nets tonight isaiah whitehead started but i'm not really interested in him at all and joe harris got a lot of minutes off the bench he had a decent line, um, 15 points, three steals, two three-pointers, an assist and rebound. Meh, um, I'm not really I'm not really excited about Joe Harris, so, but he did play f- almost 40 minutes tonight. So just something, uh, something to note. Going to the Clippers, you kind of know who the Clippers are. They're kind of a, a boring team as well, just like the, the Cavs. Their best players should all be owned. Uh, DeAndre Jordan had 23 rebounds tonight and 21 points. That's really uh, something great and something owners will be happy about. He was also three for four from the line. Chris Paul, triple double, twenty six points, three assists, ten rebounds, two steals, and a block, and four three pointers. Do not get rid of Chris Paul. Do not sell high on Chris Paul. Chris Paul is amazing. He should be a top five pick in every draft until he drops out of that uh, top five range. I mean, the guy's incredible. Jamal Crawford got the most minutes off the bench. At 35, he didn't shoot very well. He only had 11 points. Um, like I said, there's not really anything, I think, interesting in standard leagues. And even in, in bigger leagues, Austin Rivers and Jamal Crawford probably are owned in, in, in large leagues. Mm, but, yeah, I'm um, I'm not really impressed with the Clippers tonight. Uh, Paul Pierce started. Has that been going on lately? Let me go look at that. Um, don't – I'm not – I'm just interested in this out of sheer schadenfreude that uh, I, I, I didn't know Paul Pierce was still on the team. Um, did they sign Paul Pierce? What's going on here? Okay, so Paul Pierce is coming off an ankle injury. I had forgotten Paul Pierce existed, and he got the start tonight. Uh, he didn't retire? Is this real? Is this real life? Um, in his 28 minutes, he had five points, one three-pointer, three rebounds, one steal. He's going to play limited minutes. He shot really poorly, so coming back off an injury, that's not terribly surprising. I don't know why he played 20 minutes tonight. 
I don't know. I don't know what to make of that. Uh, let's just make of it this. Last season, he played 18 minutes a game, and he was not standard league relevant by any freaking means. Two seasons ago, he was barely standard league relevant and only played 26 minutes. So, yeah, I don't think he's going to play 26 minutes this um, this year. Don't even don't even think about Paul Pierce. Retire already, Paul Pierce. What's what's going on there? Um, yeah, that was that's shocking. Um, the next game on the list is the Spurs versus the Orlando Magic. The Orlando Magic won this game. Um, that's uh, that's great news for the Orlando Magic. Good for them. I'm always kind of happy. Uh, I think the Orlando Magic are kind of figuring out um, what they're what they're up to. Vukovic, in a weird turn, came off the bench. And uh, Bismack Biombo started tonight. In Bismack Biombo's 34 minutes, he was 3 for 11, which is not good. Nine points, six rebounds, one assist, one steal, and one block. Uh, not a good start for Biombo. Not a good showing from Biombo. If they were trying to test um, the Biombo Abaka lineup, uh, which I, I feel like they're going to be testing these lineups back and forth throughout most of the first half of the season. Uh, not a, if this is the uh, test for them, Biombo did not fare well in this test. Um, that's really too bad. I'm not running out and pick him up in standard leagues. I still think Vujovic is ownable in standard leagues. Tonight he had off the bench in 25 minutes. He had 12 points and 10 rebounds, two assists, or no, two steals and one block. That's, that's good enough to have an, that's an okay start. It's not a great start. Um, DJ Augustine also started tonight over Alfred Payton. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. Orlando playing with their lineup. Um, that's to me, that's interesting because Alfred Payton is someone I've considered dropping recently in standard leagues, uh, in my shallower leagues. He had 10, uh, Alfred Payton had 10 points, four assists, three steals, one block. And that's about it. The three, his steals are great, but other than that, that's a pretty disappointing line from Alfred Payton. I, uh, I'm not, a. I really don't like him moving to the bench. I really don't like him playing 23 minutes tonight. That's, that's not good. Uh, this is a situation to watch in Orlando right now. DJ Augustine with the start had seven points, five assists, four rebounds and two steals and one three pointer. That's also fine. That's not terribly great. I'm not running out to, to pick up DJ Augustine right now, but this does start entering him into, uh, the conversation for standard leagues. And it starts to move Alfred Payton into that into that drop zone, probably below the drop zone. If this is uh, going to be a, something he normally does, Aaron Gordon started tonight. He only played 19 minutes. They uh, obviously didn't want to go with him. I really don't know what happened here tonight, but they got the win against um, a Spurs team that played all their starters. Paul Gasol only played 22 minutes. I hate Paul Gasol. He's really pissing me off. I don't. Uh, um, yeah, I. Um, I don't know what to do with Pogasol other than hold on to him and pray. That's all you can do at this point. Everybody else on this team, you kind of know what you're getting. I do like Patty Mills. Off the bench, he only played 19 minutes tonight. So that's the problem with Patty Mills. He, um, I think he is a good fantasy player if he played starters minutes. But sometimes he, he doesn't play a lot of minutes. And it's really surprising because Tony Parker, he played, uh, Tony Parker played 29 minutes and was 0 for 6. And they didn't go with Mills uh, to, to, to play even more minutes. So that's kind of disappointing. Pop likes to spread his rotations around. So 
Um, one of the guys I have, I did say go pick up, and everybody should go pick up, is Danny Green. Danny Green had a bad night. In 24 minutes, he had two points, five rebounds, three uh, and two assists, and no three-pointers. It's exactly what you don't want from Danny Green, his shot disappearing. Um, I really don't know what was going on with the Spurs tonight. They look, uh, all their stats look like crap. So let's just chalk this up to a fluke. Who knows? The final game of the night, the Houston Rockets versus the Utah Jazz. Jazz pulled this out tonight. Rudy Gobert with a really nice line, 16 points, 14 rebounds, and three blocks. That's a very good Rudy Gobert line. George Hill continuing to start. Didn't shoot the ball a ton tonight, which is what he's been doing lately. He landed eight points and four assists, one steal, and one rebound, and two three-pointers. That's not a good night for George Hill at all, but um, I would... um, I wouldn't worry about that. I would still. I still think you can ride him uh, moving forward. Rodney Hood had a better night. He shut the ball 15 times, so not, nowhere near Sean Kilpatrick's total. Less than half. Um, he had uh, Rodney Hood had three three pointers, three assists, two rebounds, one steal, one block, and 19 points. That's a nice across the board line there. Uh, everybody else in this team, you know, they're all right. Nothing uh, surprisingly the. Even with the the lower minutes for George Hill, Boris Diaw, Rodney Hood tonight, um, uh, Trey Lyles, Johnson, Ingles, uh, Sheldon Mack, they all didn't play enough really to be terribly interesting um, and know what I'm trying to run out and pick up in a standard league. The Houston Rockets, you should really kind of know what's going on with the Houston Rockets by now. Uh, Ryan Anderson hit three three-pointers, and he's if he can't average three three-pointers, he's really not standard league relevant. Trevor Ariza has been playing, um, I think, pretty not very good. Let me let me go do a little quick research on Trevor Ariza. Um, Trevor Ariza has been underwhelming this year, I think, but um, I guess I haven't been paying much attention to him because looking at his stats, he's really doing what Trevor Ariza normally does. So shit, I guess uh, I'm wrong about Trevor Ariza, I should probably pay more attention to him. I'm not a huge fan of uh, of Trevor Ariza because of his shooting percentages and his free throw percentages really, really hurt you. And I like to have good uh, percentages on a lot of my roto teams. So I don't pay a ton of attention to him. But yeah, Trevor Ariza is doing exactly what um, he should be doing. He's, he's hovering around what he did last year, except for he's shooting the ball uh, much better. Then, man, I guess I have not been paying attention to Houston or Trevor Ariza. He's been shooting the ball much better than his uh, his averages, so do expect a, a, a revert to the average at some point. Uh, that should fall back down to earth. Over the last week, he's shot at fifty five percent, which is pretty silly. Uh, but you're you're picking him up for the the uh, steals and the points, and he's still good. Or and the and the uh, three pointers. I mean. He's averaging over three three-pointers a game and two steals a game, and that's exactly what you want him for. That's why you picked him up, and I assume that's why you have him on your team. And the the fact that he gets less than a turnover a game is uh, is very, very nice. Um, so, yeah, keep running with him. I don't think he's a sell-high candidate. Um, I just keep running with Trevor Reza. I, I think he's going to be pretty good. The Patrick Beverly... Eric Gordon situation. Um, they're kind of cannibalizing each other's playing time. Eric Gordon actually played 32 minutes tonight, though. So a little bit more from Eric, a little less from Patrick Beverly, who only played 22 minutes. Uh, Eric Gordon's line tonight, 24 points, four three-pointers, two rebounds, and an assist. I think, you know, Eric Gordon, 
is in the drop zone now that Patrick Beverly is back, and uh, Eric Gordon's probably ownable in, um, I think, most standard leagues, but a kind of a bottom half guy, and Patrick Beverly's not, and that's kind of where I'm still standing on those two. Um, we'll see how that progresses with them sharing playing time, but uh, Eric Gordon's three-pointers are good enough to carry him into standard league relevance, especially if you need three-pointers. Clint Capella had a, a mediocre night, but... You know, he still was four for six at eight points, six rebounds, a steal, a block, and assist. That's fine. Um, that's kind of what you're expecting from Clint Capella on a on a, lo- a short night or a, I guess an off night from Clint Capella. But um, don't worry about him. I'd still continue to ride him, uh, Clint Capella, for the foreseeable future as well. And that's all the games tonight. Um, a lot of actually a lot of pretty good games, uh, overtime games. So the NBA is kind of in. Um, this is kind of the first like month or so and you you now have a feel for the teams and their rotations at least most of them uh you still have orlando is a mess phoenix is a mess miami's still got a lot of questions um philly is philly uh, so there's still a lot to be learned there's um a lot of a lot of variables that will that can come into play injuries always happen and um, some guys coming back from injuries. So the, the league will continue to be interesting, and there'll still be uh, guys to find on the margin that will help your team. The uh, I guess the need to, to jump on the, at, at waiver wire, at the, like at the beginning of the year, you're supposed to jump at the waiver wires just in case, so you can get the flyer or you can pick up the, you know, the Draymond Green of a couple years ago. And uh, that's kind of dying down a little bit. And since that is dying down a little bit, the box scores are going to be a little bit less important. So I'm going to uh, try to pivot this uh, podcast a little bit into doing a little bit more strategy, maybe take uh, viewer questions, talk about trades, talk about waiver wire pickups, kind of streaky players instead of just focusing on box scores. We'll still uh, do a lot of box scores. Uh, most uh, maybe not most nights but uh probably a majority of the the podcast will still be box score reviews but i'm hoping to um procure a few um people to help me out on this podcast so i have someone to talk to uh which i much much prefer because i like getting other perspectives than my own um roto league uh standard roto league kind of uh mentality but that's um it's the way I like to play, and and if you have a way you like to play, let me know about it, and I can uh, kind of adjust to your um, your settings. I can give you a mention um, if if there's people who are listening to this and they have a certain way they like to uh, play. If it's a head-to-head or a points, um, I can uh, adjust accordingly, and you can get a hold of me to let me know that on Twitter at Watch the Boxes, all one word. Hit me up with your fantasy questions, trade questions, waiver wires. Um, if you want to talk crap about my advice or if you want to give feedback for the show uh that's at watch the boxes on twitter and if you like the show please give us a rating on apple uh, itunes or whatever application you are listening this to this right now on go out give us a rating give us a review that helps other people find the show and um that's always a good thing so thanks for joining me tonight that's all for this evening have a good one <laughs>